Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day of the week, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long, but that gets us into God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because the Scriptures tell us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We always encourage you to share these studies every day with everybody you can, your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But you know people in your life, probably some within your own family, in fact, who need to change their life spiritually. They need to come to God. They need to grow in their faith. You may help them do exactly that by sharing these short studies with them every day. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about baptism. Well, we began by simply analyzing baptism through the gospel. Well, what is the gospel? It is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first seven or eight verses or so there. Now, again, i I'd let you know that I have been rather shocked to know that so many people, that's my impression at least, that so many people who claim to be Christians don't really know what the gospel is. Well, we saw it laid out for us, spelled out in a short, straightforward, succinct way by the Apostle Paul, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it is through the gospel, the message that God sent to this earth by his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it is through that message of salvation that Jesus is our Savior. He died on the cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins as the perfect one-time-for-all-time sacrifice to pay that price. It is through that gospel message that we can be forgiven and saved. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Now that means everybody. Well, we also noted that in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, that on the final day of judgment, Jesus is coming with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance or bringing judgment upon those, first, who do not know God, and second, on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, how do we obey the gospel? Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. We are baptized into his death. We are buried with him through baptism. And we are raised to walk a new, a new life or raised, reborn spiritually, forgiven, saved through baptism. That's the death on a spiritual level. And we're looking at a, at a spiritual parallel here to the literal death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus as we die to the guilt of our sins, as we are buried with him, and as we arise in a new, to a new life, reborn spiritually, forgiven, saved. And all of that happens in baptism. Baptism into Christ. Well, Jesus told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. 
In Acts chapter 2 and verse 36, uh, verse 38, when Peter, the rest of the apostles, had been asked by that multitude of Jews, that is many of them, on that occasion, on that Pentecost, what shall we do? They had just heard the gospel message preached to them. Peter responded and said, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, we looked at a a number of objections to baptism being necessary for our salvation, for our forgiveness, and we've refuted every one of those scripturally. We've noted that they hold no water. And the last one we looked at is that a lot of people will say, well, baptism is a work. Well, how in the world is baptism a work? The person being baptized is absolutely passive, absolutely submissive, doing absolutely nothing, allowing himself to be baptized into Christ for the remission of his sins, for salvation. There's no work there. I heard one man tell me that it was the person who is plunging him under the water. That's a work. (laughs) Uh, Really? You think that's a work? Somebody pushing this person under the water? That's a work? Well, even if you categorize that as a work, it's not the person being baptized who is doing the work. And that's, that would be the key. We cannot, we cannot do meritorious works to earn our salvation, to obligate God to save us through Jesus Christ. No, we cannot do that. But we are expected to be obedient to God's teachings and Jesus' teachings. We are expected to be obedient to the gospel. And so we allow ourselves to be baptized. We're not doing any works there. We noted also in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12 that God laid out the only one who does any work through, through our being baptized, and that's God buried with him in baptism, in which also you were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. God's the only one who does any works in baptism. Not us, not a person plunging us under the water, only God. Well, let's look at another objection, and it is that baptism is in the spirit, not water. That's baptism in the spirit saves, not not baptism in water. Well, what do we do then? We obviously have to recognize that there is water baptism. We can think about the eunuch from Ethiopia in Acts chapter 8 as as Philip, who was sent by the Holy Spirit to teach him the gospel, and as they were riding along in the eunuch's chariot, They came to the point where he understood enough. He said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart you made, he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So they went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him, and they came up out of the water. Water baptism? No question about it. That's taught in the Scriptures. And so if someone says, no, it's baptism in the Spirit that saves, well, how do we deal then with what the Apostle Paul wrote when he listed seven ones of doctrine, Christian doctrine? And notice what he said, there is one body, one Spirit, 
just as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, one baptism. Well, was Philip, who was sent by the Holy Spirit to teach the eunuch from Ethiopia the gospel of Christ, did Philip disobey, contradict that doctrine of baptism when he baptized that eunuch in water? There's one baptism, it says. Now, has there ever been a baptism in the Spirit? Yes. It was promised to a specific group of people, the apostles. They were baptized in the Spirit. Now, somebody, they'll say, well, well, look at Acts 2.38. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's not being baptized in the Spirit. That's separated, actually, grammatically from being baptized and from repenting. As we're baptized, then he says we'll, have the, we'll, we'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's a different study. That's a different study, but it's not saying we'll be baptized in the Spirit. We also understand that the Scriptures talk of other baptisms, baptism, by, you know, Moses' baptism, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. John's baptism, which was before the baptism that Jesus commanded and the Great Commission as he was ready to ascend back to heaven after his death, burial, and resurrection. John prepared the way for Jesus by baptizing and specifically in water. But it was a different baptism than that which Jesus commanded as he told the apostles to go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And as Matthew recorded that great commission in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus told the apostles to go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So John's baptism preceded Jesus's ministry on this earth, and it was a different baptism unto repentance than the baptism that Jesus commanded, which could be called the Great Commission baptism. But there's also baptism of suffering, Luke chapter 12, verses 49 and 50. And um, John even talked about a baptism of fire, Matthew 3 and verse 11. And yes, baptism through the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. But that was for the apostles, for the apostles. We are baptized into Christ through a baptism of water. Once again, the Holy Spirit sent, sent Philip to teach that eunuch riding along in a chariot, a Jewish man, the gospel of Christ. He taught him sufficiently that the eunuch understood, I need to be baptized. He said, see, here is water. What is keeping me? What is hindering me from being baptized? Philip took the eunuch down into the water. He baptized him, and then they both came up out of the water. That's baptism that we're supposed to submit ourselves to. 
in order to be obedient to God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I heard somebody, when Peter talked about in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, that baptism doth also now save us, very direct statement, as translated in the King James Version, and said, well, you know, but which baptism was that? Well, there's no question which baptism. The context is talking about water, the water and the flood, and Moses, or rather Noah, and those on the ark being overwhelmed in the water, basically, water falling from the sky and water being all around them as the boat, the ark, was carried up by that water. Water was, in the, was the subject in the context. And so Peter actually said the like figure, the like figure to what? The water that was being talked about. Even so baptism doth also now save us. Well, we'll look at a couple more supposed objections and see that again, <laughs> they hold no water. A little bit of a pun there. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us cl such clear-cut instructions as to how to be forgiven of our sins and to be saved through Jesus Christ as we are baptized into him for the remission of our sins. Thank you, Father, for loving us so much. Thank you for the clarity of your word. We give you the praise, the glory, the honor, and the thanks. And Father, we also ask you at this time, please, please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.